Pornhub. Pornhub. The Pornhub Podcast. Hi, welcome to the Pornhub Podcast. I'm your host, Asa Akira. Today, we're talking with Queenie Satine, porn star and also one half of iconic New York City band Satine, which she started with her ex-wife. One year into her adult career, she is the newest Pornhub brand ambassador. We discuss Queenie's top three jobs she's ever had, the ethics of plastic surgery, and the slippery slope that is love bombing. Enjoy. So first of all, welcome to Pornhub. Yay. I'm so glad to be here. It hasn't been announced yet, but you are the newest Pornhub brand ambassador. That's right. And I'm so excited that we're doing this because I feel like I can fast forward like a year's worth of questions by just asking you now and like fast track to friends. Exactly. We're not going to have the small talk at parties, getting (laughs) to know each other. We get it all in one and one juicy hour yeah. of information. It's like the love bombing of like becoming friends, maybe. I'm obsessed. Or yeah, I love it. <laughs> so um, what's your sign? <laughs> I'm a Virgo. It was my birthday two days ago. Happy birthday. Thank you. Or my anniversary. That's what Mariah Carey calls her birthdays. So it was my anniversary. Do you love Mariah? I am a huge Mariah Carey fan. Me like, too. Ugh, She's like, my number one. Right? Actually. Everything she does, she's perfect. Everything she does is perfect. And like, there's like certain people in the world. Well, first of all, I never want to meet her because I'm sure she'll be so mean. But some people like in this world, I think if you're like a horrible person, you've deserved it because she's the best singer ever. Right? Like, Yeah. It, she and, and wrote all of those songs. Like, I don't think anyone really puts enough respect on Mariah's name. She's an incredible songwriter as well. So that's the 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 voice, absolutely, like just the voice of an angel. But yeah, she's just a smart, funny fucking bitch. Yeah. With a, shout out, shout out to Mariah. We love, we, we're our, we're the lambs. Yeah. We're lamely. <laughs> I'm a devoted lamb. Um so back to us. Less, yes. less Mariah, oh more us. We could go on forever. <laughs> so we were actually just talking, and you said you've been in porn for like a year and one month. Yeah, it's been a year and a month since I moved to LA to do porn full time. I shot my first scenes like a month before that. So did you shoot them in New York? No, I came to LA to shoot my first scenes last July, and it was just two scenes. Yeah. And then I kind of was deciding whether or not I was going to actually move to L.A. Yeah. I had gotten an agent already, and I was just like, you know what? Bite the bullet. Yeah. Time for big change. I've lived in New York for a long-ass time, and time to just do it. It's so scary, I think, to— Porn is really unique in the way that, like, you can't just, like, test it out. Like, if you do two scenes, if you fly to L.A. and you do two scenes to just, like, see if you like it, it's like you've already done it. Yeah. Like, it's— So then you got to do it more. <laughs> yeah. I just, like, honestly, it was—I was just like, oh, I think this is something I will like or, like, be good at because, A, I'm a showgirl. Mm-hmm. B, I love performing. And C, I really just, like, got inspired by my love of films and stuff. And somehow I was like, 
I'll be in films in some way. And it just like, it made sense in my brain. I don't know if it would make sense in anyone else's brain, but it was like, uh, it was a logical next step to just like, to just do it and throw myself into it. And then I did the two scenes and then I was like, I want more. I like this. I want to learn more. Confirmed. I like it. Yeah, I, I like this. And then it became like, oh wait, I love this. You know, the more I did it. So yeah. it's it's been uh, the coolest, one of the coolest jobs I've ever had. One of? Yeah. What what are like, what compares? So before porn, I was only doing music mm -hmm. and nightlife pretty much. Mm -hmm. So, And I'll just like say for anyone that doesn't know, you were in a pretty well-known band called Satine. Yes, yeah, still are. Oh, still are. Yeah. Okay. So you're not like we're breaking away from that to do porn. No, it's like a concurrent thing that we're currently hiatusing from like continuously working on music because we're on opposite coasts. She's mm -hmm, here mm -hmm. in New York um, and I'm in LA mostly. She being your ex-wife. Yeah. She's my ex-wife. Her name's Ruby. We started our band in 2013. Um, basically like we just did this DIY music project. It was like disco and 90s house had a baby and were club kids, used to host gay parties all the time in the city. And um, we went on two tours. So I feel like being a touring queer disco band was the coolest job I've ever had. Okay. <laughs> because it was so gratifying to be able to like connect with these awesome fans like yeah. the fans are just these really hot girls that are like queer and like open and um just want to have fun and like dress up and love fashion you know it was like it was that was super awesome um but porn is really cool in a different way <laughs> <laughs> so I mean both of those are jobs where it's like you are very much like making your own schedule. You're calling all the shots. It's like your own thing. It's also like risky in the sense that like if you don't make it, that's your own fault kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's, have you ever had a job that wasn't like that? Like have you ever worked for someone else or? Yeah, I worked at American Apparel for three years. Oh, stop. Yeah. That's so New York. I know. What years? Can you I know, ask? when I was, I worked at American Apparel from 2010 to 2013. In Williamsburg. Okay. So like when Kid Cudi was working at American Apparel. Yeah. Around then, I think, right? Yeah. You know what? The American Apparel in Williamsburg used to be like... Oh, yeah. A thing. It was a oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Solange used to come in and mm -hmm. use it as a FedEx Kinko's. <laughs> she came in and came up to me. I was a cashier. And she was like, hey, can you photocopy my passport? We were like, okay, Solange. Like, I'm like, okay. Like, <laughs> Lil Mama was there. I guess when you're Solange, like, how would you know? What a FedEx can go. No, she was thought it was the better option. <laughs> yeah. She was like, they have a copying They'll machine. They'll do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I kind of want to like tell people here because I don't think this is such a thing that's I think probably really specific to New York and maybe LA, but maybe not. But like back then working for American Apparel was like everyone. If you were cool you had at least a friend that was working at American Apparel, right? Like everyone totally. was working at American Apparel. Yep. And there was, it was definitely one of those things where it was rumored that they only hire hot people. Oh yeah. And it's, I mean, it was really obvious why, because everyone working there was 
hot. Yeah. <laughs> in one hot way or another. And like cool. Um, it was funny enough. Like, I don't know why I had such small goals for myself, <laughs> but when I was like in high school, it was like my dream to work at American Apparel. Oh, that's, that is not a small goal <laughs> when you're in high school. I think, I think that's like pretty realistic. Yeah. I wanted to be, I wanted to be the girl that was like a cashier that got <laughs> scouted to model and then was on the billboards, you know? Yeah. So that was my goal. And so when, when I moved to New York and was going to Parsons, like uh, my friend got like scouted to work at American Apparel, and I was so Wait, jealous. Wait, what, what does that even mean? Like, who does the scouting? Was it Dove? That, no, it was like there was like recruiters, I guess, and they would go around, and I don't remember where they saw my friend, um, but they scouted her, and I feel like I did get. I eventually got scouted after her, and I don't. I wish I remembered more of it, but. Um, Such a momentous occasion. It's like. basically someone came up to me at like some party I was at and was like, hey, like. Do you want to be a Ford model? Yeah. <laughs> do you like, what do you think about working for American Apparel? A hundred percent. Like, I think this probably sounds ridiculous, but it's, that's the truth. Like that is really what it was back then to be a young person in New York working for American Apparel is like, you've made it. <laughs> this is, you know, it was before Instagram models. Like it was, that was an Instagram model, I For think, sure. is what. So is porn like your first step into like the adult world or, because I know like, okay, so you're, to go back a little bit, you were at American Apparel and then you had your band or you started your band mm -hmm. and then, but you guys were very like, like a very sexy band, right? Oh, and, yeah. Um, so, and like very like, you know, like the performance was very like erotic and, and we were always, rude. we were always wearing thongs and tiny bikinis on stage when we went on tour. Um, basically like we're a duo and we played to a track and Ruby plays guitar and I sing over the track. Basically all of our gear was wigs. Like we had just a car filled with boxes of wigs. So it was all about big hair tiny outfits we would just get wear stripper bikinis and yeah be be naked all across america in ohio you know just up there so yeah we we've, we've always showed a lot of skin we've always wanted to be salacious and sexy it's what we just you know naturally gravitated towards um and uh were you always like interested in that i asked because i was like to me like the hot, slutty character in, like, anything to me. Even, like, being young. Absolutely. Like, I was so drawn to that. Like, you too? Absolutely, yeah. I think, I mean, I think I've always been a nudist who loves fashion. Mm -hmm. So any way to, like, incorporate <laughs> the two of those at one time has been uh, something I've always wanted to achieve. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so me and Ruby, it kind of was a natural progression into – at the beginning of COVID, we had an OnlyFans together. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So that was my first time, like, ever making a porn or whatever. We had yeah. only a couple of videos that we had made. But you were, like, fucking. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think I think I fucked her with a strap on in one of them. Okay. And there was, like, a couple— No, no, like, no, no. I asked because, like, I know, like, a lot of times someone has an OnlyFans account and it's, like, literally just, like, an ass shot. We were, whatever. yeah, we had a couple, like, videos. But yeah. we weren't, like, doing, like, we weren't doing that much with it. I, it was, it ended up being more something I was interested in than Ruby. So 
we stopped doing that together. And basically, I started dancing right before COVID. Where were you dancing? I, I started dancing at this club called Hoops. Okay. And then Where is that? It's in Herald Square. It's Okay. It's like the redheaded stepchild of Rick's Cabaret. Okay. So it's like the same parent company. Is it what used to be HQ? I think it used I'm to wondering. be a, a porn store. Oh, okay. Okay. That's what they said. But it's really funny because it's like a basketball-themed strip club. Stop. The carpet is like a basketball court, and then the stage is a basketball hoop. Wait, how is that? Is, is that good or bad? It's kind of <laughs> iconic. Like I really don't care about sports at all. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I made I made good money there. I liked it a lot. But then I ended up dancing at all the Sapphires yeah. and the new Rhino when it opened. Okay. So I've kind of danced all over in the city. Yeah. But, so that was my foray into adult was like uh, dancing, content with Ruby, and then ultimately doing content on my own, which led me to, you know, meeting people that were like, you and should get an agent for porn, in- porn. Yeah, and do mainstream. Yeah. So here I am now. Dancing in New York is like such a specific thing. I think it's because... I also danced in New York. I was at the Hustler Club. Mm. And it's like, you know, coming from like being a stripper in New York and then like I've done, have you done feature dancing yet? Not yet. Or if you're, I don't know if you're gonna, but. I'd like to. It was like a big thing when I was shooting. And to see like all the strip clubs across America, I was like, oh, like this is what a strip club is. Because in New York, it's like these like, quote unquote, gentlemen's lounges, right? Like we all like wear long gowns and we make most of our money in the champagne room. And it's like people coming in with their corporate credit cards Mm -hmm. and the money is really, really different. Like, um, so it's, it's like that movie with JLo. Hustlers. Yeah. It's like that. Yeah. You know, and like the rest of the country is not really like that. No, it's funny. I really, (laughs) I only danced in New York ever. Yeah. You're Um, in for a shock. I th- I mean I really I really liked it. I liked it. I loved it. I loved dancing. Yeah. Third coolest job. Third coolest job. I think same. I loved it when I first started, and then it became old for me. And mm. then I really didn't like it. And I also got sober while I was dancing. So that's fucking hard, dude. It's one of those things where it's like you've done something the fun way, and now to do it like the non-fun way is like really hard. That's the thing I didn't like about dancing is like, I was drinking so many Don Julio pineapples and uh, that I had such a high tolerance for alcohol. It was like, but it felt like you had to do that to get money because, you know, men want to know that you're partying like on their level. Yeah. The amount of shots I threw into the rugs though. Oh my. I don't do shots. Literally, I've- It would go straight over the shoulder, honey. Over the shoulder. Exactly. This is, oh my gosh. I guess it's a universal thing. Oh, I think so. Strip club carpets. First of all, why are they carpeted? That's kind of a strange move. Oh, Have you ever been in stripper shoes? Yes. In like a pop-up strip club on concrete? Yes. Because your joints- outside in the world. Your joints. Yeah. No, the carpet's lovely. That is so true. I never thought of that. That is so, so, so true. Mm. So they are thinking. So so you were already like kind of famous going into the porn industry. Like you already had your band and you were like New York famous, right? Like gay famous, famous, gay famous. Celebrity. Yeah. So do you feel like, and now that you're, you know, like 
tasting the porn fame, like, do you feel like, are they different animals? Are they? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Tell me more. Tell me more. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, first of all, I still, no one's come up to me in public and said that they recognize me for porn yet. Mm -hmm. But I can tell that they have by the way that they're acting in a room. Like, by the way someone's looking at me or comes up to me and says something, I know you've seen my all my holes on the internet, (laughs) you know what I mean? It's, and then versus like a music fan is like this hot young girl in a cute outfit that I would wear, like being like, oh my God, your music changed my life. Like, I don't know, like not to be partial to one or the other, but like um, that definitely being recognized for like my own creative pursuits definitely was like, was and is more rewarding. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, yeah, no, for sure. First of all, one, because of, you know, the society we live in, blah, 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 blah. Like, obviously the fan that sees you, who's seen you in a porno, there's already like a level of shame in the air. Yeah. Right. N- not that that's any of our faults it's like, or oh, no. it's not bad. I've seen your vagina. How do I act? Yeah. What do I do? Like, so the vibe is already awkward, right? Yeah. Like to begin with, yeah. like even the fact that they can't come up to you is already a little bit like, you know, telling of the difference between those. I'm two trying scenarios. to think of how, how we can, make that less weird. Like, I feel like the people who see it as, like, a job and we're performers, they're not weird about it. But then there's people who have all these ideas that are just not well, reality. because a lot of people are, like, raised to believe that, like, anyone in porn must be there, like, as a last resort or... Yeah, it's like a They're ashamed about it. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess... I, I have noticed that, like especially women are more comfortable to come up to me, like since I've done other things as well. But mm. you, you're you already, you were always doing other things. So like for me, like as I like did podcasts and like wrote books and stuff, like I think people are way more comfortable to be like, oh, hey, I read your book or like whatever, yeah. rather than being like, hi, I've been jerking off to you. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, like you're, it, it's crazy because- Porn is so different now. Like, you've been in a year and a, a month. And, like, I think, I feel like your name is already so big. And I hear about you so, so, so much. And that would have never been a thing, like, when I was shooting. Like, it, it takes five years to even, like, not be considered new back then. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, but I guess, like, with social media and, it like— It feels like I came into an industry that had already really started rapidly changing. Yeah. And I don't I don't know for better or for worse. Like, it just feels like— It doesn't feel like I'm a new girl anymore, yeah. even if I'm one year in. And that's so funny that you say that it took five years to, like, lose the newbie title. Yeah, totally. But I'm also—I'm so curious, like— Okay, like, I think there's, you know, obviously there's so many different types of performers and, like, people do porn for different reasons. But, like, I I think it's, like, way more fun to be on a set than, like, shoot an OnlyFans video in a different kind of way. Like, it's there's an energy there that's just, like, it's so fun to, like, be on a set of, like, lots of people and people are watching you and, like, you're all creating this thing together. 
But like on the other hand, it's like there's so much more money in things like having your own Pornhub page or an OnlyFans account or just like producing your own mm-hmm. stuff, right? And it's so accessible. Like if you have a cell phone, you can do it. Mm-hmm. And you can make so much more money than in studio porn getting like your day rate mm-hmm. for like hours and hours and hours. Sometimes like no joke, like up to like 20 hours to do like a feature movie, right? Literally. Whereas like when you're shooting your own stuff, you can like literally upload like a three minute video and that's like your upload for the day Mm -hmm. or whatever, right? Like, is it, like, why did you even choose to like go the studio route? Honestly, I never like, I'm about to shatter some people's illusions of how well they think I do on a subscriber-based platform. Like, it never made me enough money that I didn't consider any other option. You know, like, I'm not one of those girls that makes, like, uh, a million dollars a month. Or blah, or blah, even blah. 20K a month, you know? Right, like, right, right. I, I run my own thing myself. I've tried to do it other ways. I mean, also shattering another, like, misconception. Like, the girl that you're talking to <laughs> with, like, a million girl. followers. You're talking to, like, someone that probably doesn't even live in the same why don't, country Why don't that you do girl. that? Uh, you know, I'm kind of— a control freak. Yeah. And I, when I had tried it, it was just like, they made me sound crazy. Like they, okay, for example, por ejemplo, they said, hear me moaning like the sound of a trumpet. Like, and I was like, uh-uh, honey, unsend that message. Like I was like, I was like, it would keep me. I would me, never say that. It would keep me up at night. Like just reading what the mass messages they would send to people. They were just like, doing everything, like, in this way that was just, like, making me pull my hair out. And I was just, like, enough. I'd rather be, have this be an authentic thing that makes less money. A hundred percent. Than I'm with be, you. No yeah. shade to, like, I am all for, like, sex workers make your money however you want. Yeah. Obviously, I know you're like that, too. But, like, same for me. I'm such a control freak when it comes to, like, despite what people may think or have seen. Like, I, I, when it comes to, like, my image, I just want full control. Like, if I'm mm. going to look dumb, I want to make myself look dumb. Period. And, like, those m- mass messaging, like, companies that, like, do the managing of the accounts for the people, like, I can't even imagine, like, if someone were to, like, make a typo, it would ma- drive me crazy mm-hmm. or, like, a grammatical error. Oh, yeah. And, like, if I make it myself, fine. That's on me. But, like, oh, my God, no. I would never want to be... I'm, yeah, it's like you said, I'm too and much they, of a control freak. There's so many, like, things that they could really fuck up big time. Like, yeah. they could lose your OnlyFans for you. I know people who've, like, run into stuff like that where, yeah. you know, they're violating the codes of conduct or whatever. And I also can't help but feel like, I don't know. Like, it's, I, I don't know. Like, whatever. It, it's no shade, but, like, it's kind of fucked up. <laughs> To, like, make people think you're they're talking to you and, yeah. like, they're not. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's it's just, it's not for me. That's, I guess, Yeah, so we're, we're in the same boat with that one. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, but also I ended up just really loving studio stuff. And, yeah. And, I mean, sometimes it's insanely rewarding. Like, I feel like I have a creative, like, input in it. Yeah. I've, I've been able to do in— the year that I've been doing this, I've been able to do some, like, insanely cool things that I never even, like, thought were going to be possible for me. Like what? 
Um, so I've written two original songs for two different porns. Actually, one just came out. It's going to be, it's like a tushy showcase, Vanna Bardot's showcase. And uh, I wrote like the kind of Bond theme song for it. What? And they gave, it was so funny. They gave me 10 days to do it. I had talked to um, to Mike Miller at Vix and he was like, like months prior. And he was like, you want to do this? And then I hadn't heard anything like it was cricket. So I was like, oh, I guess that's not happening. 10 days before production, they go, you still want to make that song? And I'm like, okay, but you have to tell me like, what's the concept? What am I doing? Blah, blah, blah. I wrote the song the next day on my guitar. And then I brought it to my friend, George, who um, has this awesome band, Twin Shadow. And he produced the song, we recorded it all in one day. And then, yeah, so I did that. Is that typically like how long, I, I don't know anything about music. Like how long does it take usually from start to finish? Like ideally, how long would you have had? I don't know. Honestly, maybe it's better kind of under pressure like that. Okay. But to be to come up with a song from scratch and then record and have it produced and mixed and everything, like 10 days is an insanely short amount of time. Okay. <laughs> Usually like, I don't know, it's taken me with Satine like years to release certain things. And then like certain things, we always did everything on our own. We were 100% independent. Everything was like recorded, engineered, produced, uh, managed, booked. Everything was done by us. So we kind of had the freedom to be like, this one's not ready yet or ne we'll never be ready. Right, there's no like due date. And then <sighs> sometimes we would like write and record a song all in one day and then we'd be like so obsessed with it that we would like put it out in, you know, a couple months or something like that. So I don't know. It's just, it's all over the place. Yeah, 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 yeah. Usually yeah. I think artists that are signed, they have like actual deadlines for, yeah. for records. And, um, but yeah, so I did that. And then I was in like a 30s period piece um, where I, like, wrote, like, a 1930s kind of song. What? That's so cool. Yeah. So I've been, like, I've been able to, like, somehow merge music, singing, and writing into adult films. So yeah. that's, I'm like, okay, like, if that's my impact, if the only AVN I ever get is a soundtrack AVN, I'll be happy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm fine with that. Do people still care about the AVN Awards? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think well, I, I didn't mean that like that wasn't rhetorical. Like I'm genuinely asking. Uh yeah, I think so. I think like hardcore porn fans really care and watch yeah. people, it seems like. Um, and I think that everyone doing mainstream porn really is a competitive person. Oh, I mean, yeah. Um, so I think everyone's wants that doorstop. What's up with that? Like why? What is that true for music as well? Is it like a performer thing across the board, you think? Yeah, I think so. Or I, is it like a freelance thing across the board? Or I don't know. I, don't I think know. it's like a how performer thing. It get? I think people like people who make who, who make art or put th themselves out there in a way um like when you're a public figure performer like you're doing it out of a place of like needing love and this and way validation. like filling a void of love yeah. and validation. So I think you ultimately the the highest height you can achieve with the love and validation, getting an award or getting this 
you know, thing of the month or person of the year, this angel, whatever contract, you know, those things, those like accolades, we we think in our heads that those are going to be the things that, you know, make our life better, make yeah. us feel loved or whatever. Right. To fill this like endless pit. Yeah. This bottomless, bottomless pit. Bottomless pit <laughs> of, of love and desperation. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that's actually really, really true. I think also porn specifically, like we're like such an ostracized group to begin with, which obviously is like also by our own design because no one picks porn to be like accepted into like the greater society, I think. But yeah, like, <laughs> but like, yeah, it's, you're right. I mean, it. It's like, if you're going to do it, if you're going <laughs> to. If you're going to show your holes for the world to see on the internet, like you want the award-winning holes. Yeah. It's like, I want the best pussy. Yeah. I want to win best pussy award. You know, my, yeah. my friends joke that I won best pussy award. They like, actually, they tell people that like, we'll go out in public and my friend. <laughs> That's a real award. Is it really? <laughs> yes. At the Pornhub Awards. Oh my God. I love that. There's, um, I, I think it's called the nicest pussy award. Oh I could God. be wrong. I could be wrong. What kinds of pussies win it? I didn't even know I that was a thing. I don't know. Also, like, who... I mean, like, beauty is truly in the eye of the beholder, right? Like, Yeah, like, what is... What is what the, is the beauty pussy? standard for pussies? I don't know. I don't Do know. Do they have bushes? Are they shaved? I don't know. Do they have long uh Big lips, lips? little lips? Yeah. Is it an innie or an outie? Is it a fat pussy? I, I when know. I was a stripper, I was always told I had a fat tota. That's the best kind to have, in my personal opinion. One you can grab. Opinion. It just like looks like you want to bite it, you know? When yeah, it's like a juicy. Pussy. Yeah, like yeah. My pussy I love did that lose kind. weight. Like when I lost weight, my pussy lost weight, mm. and I was sad about that. I was that like, is sad. I want the fat. Maybe I should get a fat transfer to my pussy. You know what? Um, I know someone. I'm not going to say their name. It is someone in the industry that had injections put in like her. I've heard about in this. like the cheeks. Mm. I guess they're called like. Isn't it weird that the cheeks are called the outer lips? The cheeks. That like never made sense. Like, because those are so not lips And the pussy to me. cheeks? Yeah. I never thought of them as cheeks, like actually. Cheeks. Yeah. I feel like that's a way more accurate. Oh, I love that. Choo -choo. It's yeah. like you pinch them like they're little. So cute. <laughs> little cute cheeks. cheeks. <laughs> yeah. They're definitely like not lips. Um, But yeah, that's, maybe you will when, maybe your friends won't be joking. <laughs> oh my God. But like, they literally go out and tell random people that I won best <laughs> pussy award. Like, my friends will be introducing me to like a new person. They'll be like, this is Queenie. She won best pussy. Best pussy around. Your non-porn friends, right? Yeah, my non-porn yeah. friends. Yeah. <laughs> I think stuff like that is very fun for non-porn people. Yeah, they, they love it. When they have like, and, and it happens a lot in New York because it's not like, in LA, it's so boring to be a porn star, right? Like everyone sees you at like Ralph's. Everyone has like a cousin who's like a lighting guy. Like yeah. it's nobody cares when no. someone's in porn. In New York, it's really fun to be like the only person in porn. For sure. Like it's, it's fun. It's like a joke, like a funny joke. Yeah. Almost, right? <laughs> the whole thing originated because like I won this, uh, this like Brazzers diamond ring because I was in this what? like. Yeah. <laughs> A real diamond ring? It's real diamonds. They're like what? little diamond Zs. Two oh, like, little diamond Zs. Okay. It's not like a big rock. Like it's pave. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Still. Um, Because I was in this like live competition. <laughs> okay. And it was like threesomes and me, Alexis Fox, and Mick Blue like took 
the win. <laughs> um, so that was how the best pussy rumor got started. Wait, like, I love that you and Alexis Fox are like walking around with matching brassers ring. <laughs> if I had a, if I had ever won a brassers ring, I'd wear it all the time. I, sh- I honestly, I should. I. I I don't want to lose it. I'm not a, like, I don't know why I love fashion and things and, but like jewelry is hard for me because I just forget to put it on. Yeah. I kind of know what you mean. If I can't wear it every day, I won't wear it. Yeah. That's like most of my jewelry. And I've lost a lot of really like sentimental, like antique rings that belong to my great grandma. So I think I'm like from that, like trauma of losing important you rings. You can't lose your ZZ ring. I, I mean, can't. that No, that it's, it stays in its drawer. As bad as your grandma's yeah, ring. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. The diamond, the diamond Z's. You just ha- have it like enclosed in like a glass case in your house. Yeah, maybe. I should. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you, are you someone that like, because, you know, of your band and you're this like very, very performative, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but like type of personality, right? Like I would you- never take that in a bad way. <laughs> I always say that I'm a showgirl. So like I bring, the, I try to bring showgirl into every aspect of my life, whether it be going to the grocery store or, you know, popping my pussy on the internet or being on stage singing. Well, that's exactly what I wanted to ask. Like, do you, I feel like you seem like someone who would like, porn is like just another chapter of like your life as performance art. Do you- See it that way, or am I just like? Oh no, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You're definitely spot on with that one. Yeah, I I see it as like uh, an extension of of myself as an artist, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm just trying to like bring what I can to the table. Even though I'm super new, and I I feel like people don't really. I also came into the industry wanting to like kind of cut my teeth and become a good performer, and kind of not really do a big PR thing about how I was crossing over into porn or something, which I could have done, which maybe I should have done. Um, But I just wanted to be a good performer. I just wanted to learn what it took and what it meant. Um, But, yeah, I just... I think that's way cooler. Like, incidentally doing porn is, like, pretty badass. (laughs) I'm really... I'm, I'm happy with the way that it's shaping up. I've done, you know, like... Obviously, there's a lot of things that you do that are like what, like whatever, like it's fine and fun. But then there's some really cool things as well. So it's like, I hope that it becomes more inspired. Like it's become more and more inspiring and cooler and cooler things happening. So I hope that that keeps happening. I mean, one day, like I said, I'm like a huge film nerd and mm-hmm. film buff. And before I started porn, I was watching all these like vintage erotica movies by this director, Tinto Brass. Have you ever seen his movies? No. Okay. I don't like old things. Okay. They're from like the 80s? Yeah. That's, Is that too old uh, for you? That's like right on the border for me. Oh my God. Really? Yeah. Okay. So I'm a usually <laughs> classic film. Like TCM was always on. Okay. So that's why I- So that's why you love Spiegler. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, All the old movies I've seen in my life, I've watched with Spiegler. He forced you to watch them. I mean, yeah, and like you know how his house is. You just get stuck there and like <laughs> you don't leave for days and you're just like, okay, I guess I'll I will you know, watch I never had that movie. experience, oh, really? but like I love that for you. I, his house is like a black hole to me. Like I I know that if I go there, like I'm not going to leave for like 2 days. We watched one movie together. We watched Cool Hand Luke, me and Speaks. Okay. And he got really upset with me cuz I was answering texts during it. 
Yeah, he's like, watch, watch. You're not watching. Oh my God, I want to hear your Spiegler impression. <laughs> no, no, no. That's it, that's it. My Spiegler impression is, ah. 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 You know what the worst thing for a girl in porn is? <laughs> What's that, Spiegler? Well, the second worst thing is drugs. <laughs> you want to know what the first worst thing What's is? What's the first thing? Boyfriend. <laughs> That is literally something he might say. He actually said that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He has always said none of these girls want a boyfriend. They just want a dog. And that's like kind of accurate sometimes when you're like, you know, doing it in porn. Yeah. (laughs) He should be happy that we have dogs. so So we don't need a boyfriend. Yeah. Wait, speaking of Spiegler though, am I remembering this correctly that you don't do anal? Yeah, not yet. Okay. Oh, okay. So I've done it in my life. Okay. <laughs> I put things in the peach, darling. Because <laughs> Spiegler notoriously, maybe this is not even true anymore, but like it used to be this like, I know. not an official thing, but it used to be like kind of like a joke that Spiegler doesn't take girls that don't do anal. Yeah. Is that still a joke? That- oh, yeah. People were like, you don't do anal and you're a Spiegler girl? <laughs> wow. Times really are a change in. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think it's like definitely a, a thing mm-hmm. still. I mean, I'm sure that everyone would prefer if, you know, I was getting fucked in the booty hole uh, already, but it seems like, you know, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I just kind of wanted to, I was, I came in to the industry wanting to do that because I was having a lot of anal in my personal life mm-hmm. and, um, and I was in, really enjoying it. And then I got Giardia from ass to mouth. Oh, my God. <laughs> and <laughs> I just, okay. And I was Did like, you lose so much weight? I lost like 20 pounds. Yeah. So I had got, I last year I got a BBL <laughs> and then I wanted to get fit. So I lost like 15 pounds and then I got and Giardia. And then you got Giardia? Yeah, exactly. And then I lost another 20 pounds. Did your BBL stick? Oh, my God, no. I call it a baby L because, like, it's For like— For anyone that doesn't know, BBL is Brazilian butt lift. Yeah. And it's when you lipo fat out of your body and inject that fat into your butt. And then your butt retains, like, what? what is it, like 50% of yeah, that Yeah, like, it's something? supposed to retain, like, 50%. Yeah. But so my butt's like a different shape now than I think if I was at this weight pre-BBL. And mm-hmm. obviously the lipo makes a really big difference in shaping your body. Um, but yeah, so I lost a ton of weight after my BBL because Giardia. And then- Too the, bad you didn't get it before your BBL. You know, that would have been rough because like I was saving up uh, fat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole time. Like for years fat. and years I was harvesting. <laughs> and I got to the point where I was like, okay, I'm done harvesting. Yeah. I need- I need to call the doctor to suck this out of me and put it somewhere else. But basically, like, me having to be on the toilet, like, a hundred times a day for two months, like, traumatized me out of doing anal. You're like, I'm, I'm not ready again. I'm, yeah. Yeah. So, like, it, it's, it was a, a parasite-related trauma that kind of scared me out of doing anal for, for work. I remember when I was—this is, like, I, I'm a lot— I'm in a much better place with my body image now. I just want to put that out there. But while I was living in LA, which I think is poisonous to anyone with even an inkling of body image issues, um, 
I remember like never feeling skinny enough, never feeling skinny enough. And then a fellow Spiegler girl got Gerardia. And I remember literally asking her to shit in my mouth. Oh my God. <laughs> we didn't do it. And she was actually really, really, really sick. And thankfully she's better now because uh-huh. Gerardia is like no fucking joke. Yeah, it doesn't go away unless you take the antibiotics. I, I had it for two months. Some parasites, two they just months. like go out of Naturally, your body. Naturally, right. Make but this one, out. she sticks around, honey. Yeah. She wants to be there. She's yeah. getting comfy. She's making you a skinny bitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But, I can't imagine you ever feeling not skinny enough. You're such an itty bitty. Well, well, first of all, I've also had full body lipo. Um, but what porn bitch hasn't? What porn bitch hasn't? What like who in this day and age hasn't had at least a little Botox and fillers and lipo? Oh, Botox is. You know what? Lipo is a lunchtime ask me procedure all the time in 2023. If like I've done anything to my face, and I'm like, no, because because I genuinely like forget that Botox and filler and like all these laser treatments, I forget that that's considered, most people consider that doing things to your face. Yeah, it's like makeup. It's like going to Sephora. (laughs) The med spa is like literally just like a more expensive Sephora. It really, especially in LA, because they'll do anything to you that you want. I've been getting that kind of stuff in my face since I was a while ago, since I was probably like early 20s. Same. And I'm glad I did, to be honest. Um, Start early. (laughs) But also when people don't understand when you're on camera, like the way the makeup sits inside every wrinkle and stuff, it's different than just like. The way, the way we look, yeah, the way that you perceive yourself after you're on camera that much is completely different. We have like a a whole other kind of relationship with our image. Totally. But for me. Do you have a, do you have a plastic surgery fund for your children? No. Because I like I think about that all the time. Like if I was gonna have children, like would I have a plastic surgery fund for them? Like it seems more important than like a college. Fund. When you turn eighteen, you get to decide if you want a BBL and a nose job, or if you want to go to college. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. You know Debbie. You know who Debbie Mazar is? Yes. She said that she's like I New York icon. By yeah, the way, an icon, a beauty icon. Yeah. Like look at the way she looks and tell me that she ha- hasn't aged like the most flawless individual. Oh, yeah. But she was like, "Yeah, I've I've been saving up for my kids like plastic surgery funds. Like they need like they need to be able to have a facelift when they're like older, and that's it's put away for them until they're old enough to have their facelift." I will say, my best friend and I do have money that we've set aside for facelifts, and we did that a long time ago. Um, again, I I think I have like a different relationship to my like body and face now. But I do think about this all the time where like, okay, like I have two kids, right? And they're small right now. But I do think about like, they grow up, they have never seen me all natural, right? Like quote unquote, like they've never seen me without the Botox, without my boob job, without my lipo even, mm-hmm. or like what whatever else I have going on that I can't even remember because mm-hmm. I've done so much. But like, I'm like, am I going to give my kids, like, a complex? Like, it's, you know what I mean? Like, okay, for example, my daughter, definitely not going to have boobs. Both sides of the family, flat. Mm -hmm. Like, my mother-in-law, my husband's mom has a boob job as well. Like, it's, like, not, you know what I mean? Yeah. She's just not going to have boobs. She might want to grow up wanting to look like mommy. Yeah, like, she might grow up thinking, like, oh, you know, my mom has big boobs, like that's what women should look like. I don't know. Like I think about these things. Who knows? Who Who knows? knows? I remember being- Maybe I should be doing a plastic surgery. Yeah. You're setting the standard. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
I remember, so I grew up in South Florida and where I grew up particularly, like every mom had a boob job. Oh, yes. One of my like <laughs> formative memories was like, I was probably like 10 years old or something was being in my mom's bedroom and she was with her two friends who were like my friend's moms. It was like, they were all sitting around talking about their boob jobs and they all like flashed each other and were like grabbing each other's boobs and being like, oh, they feel so real. Like, <laughs> but I just remember that being so normalized, especially where I grew up. Like I think a lot Florida's of places- Florida's like that, yeah. Florida, Florida, LA. it's weirder to not have a boob job. Totally. I think, yeah. Yeah, so it was an early thing for me. And and funny enough, I don't know where my boobs came from, like in my yeah, family. Yeah, you have big boobs. I do. I have like a, an E or a double D. Um but it's funny, like, I still wanted a boob job. Like, I, I've i been to a couple breast consultations and, like, have been told multiple times that, like, I don't need, need, a, lift, a, need a lift or need a boob job. But I've always been, even when I was younger and my boobs were, like, per- perkier, like, I never loved, like, the shape of my boobs or the asymmetry. And, like, it's so funny being, like, on camera now, and like if my boobs are shot from a certain angle, one looks way bigger. Yeah, you know, yeah, the yeah. bigger one, if it's closer to the camera, it's gonna look like I have like a B cup on one side and like an E cup on the other. Right. Um, it's, but now I'm just kind of like, as someone who has gotten like quote work done on my face and stuff, I'm just kind of like, you know what? They're fucking unique. They're, they grew on me like this and there's nothing wrong with them. And even though people are gonna say, what's wrong with your titties, I mean, I have to delete like, evil comments about my boobs all the time. Yeah. Um, But, like, even though that shit, like, could get in my head and does sometimes, like, I just, I choose to, like, love my body. Yeah. I was— Oh, man, I I just, like, you gave me a flashback to, like, those first few years in porn when, like, people start commenting on your body that way. Mm. It's—for me, it was, like, actually really painful, but also, like— in the most unhealthy addict way, like I like couldn't stop reading them. And I remember my therapist saying to me, like, would you ever, if these things were written about like your best friend, would you ever tell her? And I was like, no. And she was like, so why are you like doing it to yourself? Mm. And that like kind of I, I mean I continued reading every comment, but like yeah. it kind of put it's it hard into not a different to perspective. Yeah, it's really hard not to. Now I feel a little bit more like calloused to it, I mm. think. Do you, so I wanted to ask you like, okay, one, do you feel like that was in your, do you feel like you even feel this way at all because of the fact that your mom had a boob job? <sighs> feel like I Do you accept- think you would feel this way? No, no, no. Like, do, do you think you would have even been in a place where you have to come to accept yourself had your mom not like had a boob job and you, one of your formative memories weren't of like your mom comparing like, tit jobs. I don't know. Maybe. I I just, yeah, plastic surgery was such a part of my childhood. My grandma worked as like a a receptionist for a plastic surgeon in South Florida for 30 years. So like for me, it's just so normalized and like something I don't really see as a big deal. Like my ex-wife, like I've nursed her through many, many surgeries, like gender affirming surgeries. So like, yeah, I mean, I see it. I see it as something that like is it. It's complicated, right? Because, like, you fix something, you go in to fix something, and you also create a new insecurity because whatever you do, you're not—it's never going to be 
perfect exactly the way you envision it in your head. There's always going to be yes. something. Like with my lipo, there's like a dent in my stomach that yeah. I hate. That I knew, I knew the second I got out of surgery, like something happened here. It's also the fact that like you've done it it's something that was in your control. So now it has to be perfect, right? Like same with like, my boobs have never been the same size as one another, mm. right? I mean, nobody's boobs no. are equal. And like one has always hung lower than the other. Now that I have a boob job and one is still bigger than the other, I'm like, oh, that like really irks me mm. when when they were natural. Like I did not give a shit at all. I'm like, oh, these are just my boobs. Yeah. But yeah. But you, so, paid, you paid to enhance yeah, them and they're still they better asymmetrical. Be yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I guess that's true. But do you think like this like radical acceptance of plastic surgery, is that like good or bad or is it neither? Like I I I I would like to think maybe this is biased because I have plastic surgery. Like I like to think it's good. Like I think it's I think it's more the more progressive thing to like radically accept plastic surgery and like accept anyone doing anything, whatever the fuck they want to their own body to yeah. look how they want. But it's all about agency and autonomy. Yeah. It's like if you if you feel like you want something and need something, it's your body and you can be like, let go of the shame and the stigma. There's shame and stigma about plastic surgery, which is so goofy. Yeah. But um, if you can let go of that and just be like, fuck it, I want to do this. This is what I'm doing. Like, that's fucking badass. I think It's that's, empowering, right? Yeah. But the other side of that is also like, are we just also feeding into like the overall insecurity of people hmm. and like body image issues. I think if you put a disclaimer on it and say, listen, this was what was right for me. It, yeah. It's not going to be what's right for everyone. If you think that this looks good on me, like if you can try to love your body the way that it came and the way that it grew or whatever, like that's beautiful. But if you feel like you want something, I'm not, no one should be shamed out of doing that. Like if you, yeah, totally. Yeah. So it's like, it's all about you like the way that you are and what you did personally to make yourself feel good about yourself has nothing to do with another person. And the fact that people like project people's individual decisions about what's going to make them happy and say that they have a responsibility to uphold, to like love themselves or whatever, they're not loving themselves. It's like, you're completely missing the point. It's like, yeah. you are loving yourself. This was your decision for you. Right. Like, this is the most loving thing I could do. For exactly. Is to get full body liposuction. It's like it has yeah. actually nothing to do with anyone or the rest of the world. And obviously, like, you know, if you want to get into, like, Eurocentric beauty standards and whatever, like, we could do a deep dive into what actually is beautiful or right, whatever. Right, right, right. But, like, you know, I let it go. Just, like, just do what makes you happy. Yeah. Do you feel like you're – because, you know, you talk about, like, the Eurocentric and – like, do you feel like your perception of what's beautiful, like, has that changed since you've been in porn or maybe even in L.A.? Or, um, mm, I don't think so. I don't know. It's funny. I've always, like, had a really, I think, expansive view on beauty. Mm -hmm. I just, like, I see beauty in a lot of different, like, people, things. Like, I... Like you never had this like narrow Eurocentric, like I don't think so. I mean, there, I see beauty, beauty in like a natural blonde, you know, whatever. But I also see beauty in like like a dark skin girl or like a caramel girl or like a, an Asian girl. Like I don't know. I just I've always seen 
whoever I think is beautiful, it doesn't matter like really what yeah what they are like ethnically or you yeah. know racially. It's but I wonder if that's like, like I, I agree with you, but mm-hmm. is that like the privilege of being from like a coastal place? Maybe Does that makes sense. Yeah, like I. You know, like, we, I think we do live in this bubble of, like, L.A., New York, mm. and then, like, the whole middle. Like, what is not necessarily the same, right? Like, it's… I'm more looking at, like, people's faces, like, being like, oh, my God, I'm so jealous that you have, like, far apart eyes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm like… That is such a specific thing. <laughs> I know. I'm just like, I think I was… I grew up being obsessed with models. And, like, I, I knew all the, like, Victoria's Secret angels by name when I was, like, in oh middle my school. God. And, like, also all of the, like, top, like, all the girls on, like, the Chloe ads in the mid-2000s and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, the, all the top models. And I, I the knew them ads. by name. Yeah. So, like, I've always been obsessed with, like, unique beauty yeah. and stuff like that. Um, so, I don't know. I don't know are you Are you, like, um, do you find yourself, like, attracted to things that are, like, because you're all, obviously, like, everything you've mentioned is, like, kind of like super subculture, I think, like the things that you're into. Like, are you someone who's like turned off by like things if they're too mainstream or too maybe like basic normal? Yeah, basic. <clears throat> I mean, kinda. even the fact that you call them basic is like kind of telling, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a, I guess, a judgment there. <laughs> but like, yeah, I mean, it's hard for me to go on like a dating app like Hinge or Tinder or something like that without literally swiping left on… Left is no. Left is no. Yeah, left is a, absolutely not on like 98% of people because I'm just like basic, basic, basic. We'll never get along. So basic to you is like the worst thing you can be. It's not the worst thing, but I just don't think that I could have – it for me, if I'm looking for someone to date and hang out with, like I can't have a rapport with someone who like doesn't have interesting taste like in art, music, movies, uh interior design like I really care about these things to a point where I like would need I need the people around me to like have not the same well, yeah, they're your same taste, but yeah like these are the things you like talking things. about yeah like you're not gonna be with like some frat boy that like cares about a whole other set of things I'm a fucking snob yeah I'm a snob yeah <laughs> I'm a snob so what what does it like are you single right now I am okay like are you currently going through a divorce currently going through a divorce it's so I mean the two things are not you know mutually exclusive I know I know (laughs) trust me I I think that well yeah I was in relationships for like most of my adult life I've usually just been in long-term relationships so this is like the most significant amount of time that I've been single okay and it's it's wild. I think it's it, important for me to be single right yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you mean. I've thought that many times in my life. And yet I am also like long-term to long-term to long-term. You're a serial long-termer. Uh, oh, 100%. I just like, I don't know. I Whenever I'm single, like I feel very like, like a like a little manic or something. Like it's, and I not, I shouldn't say manic. Like I'm not like, I know exactly you know, what, you know what you I mean? mean. Like it's, it's just like my whole life is a little chaotic when I'm single. Totally. And it's I'm, been a very <laughs> reflective time. I mean, like I've spent my time, I've dated a couple people where like I was really kind of settling. Cause I was like, I don't know. I told myself that I didn't deserve to like have exactly what I wanted or like what I thought I deserved in my head or whatever like mm-hmm. it was kind of just like 
going for whoever was like into me. Mm-hmm. And then it ended up just always being really ending poorly and me having to like block them. Yeah. So I'm at this point where I'm like, okay. Because nothing is more intoxicating than when someone really likes you. And that's like my downfall. Oh yeah, being love bombed. Oh, I, okay. Even the, even this whole thing love bombing that people are, have been, people are, young kids are talking about now is like, so love bombing is this notion like when a narcissistic person meets you, they like shower you with, all of these like gifts and like just like really, really and like a lot of attention, hanging out a lot of days in a row, right? Yeah. Making a lot of like grandiose. It's a lot all like, at once. Promises. Yeah. But to me, I'm like, that sounds amazing. Like I only love bomb. You know what? It's fun <laughs> until it's not, is what I'm gonna say. I guess. <clears throat> yeah. I've gotten some of the best head of my life from love bombers. <laughs> I mean, like, lo- love bombers what? give great heads. I don't understand how to date someone who's like not a love bomber. Like, what? I I don't think I would even register that as dating. It's so funny. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I'm learning now that like, cause I I feel like you're probably an impatient person hearing mm-hmm. that, and I am too. And I'm trying to like slow down go against my impulses and be a more patient person, like have patience with people, tell myself that I'm enough, that I don't need anyone. Imagine that. Uh, I know. <laughs> it's, a, it's a daily minute by minute struggle <laughs> in my head. Trust me. I'm an overthinker and I'm always like, like, you know, I, I have anxious attachment yeah. probably and Same. always just like I would, it feels great to be love bombed. And then you realize that those people, they aren't, interested in you. It's all about their ego and mm-hmm. wanting to lock you down and have you desire them. And then once you once you fall for it and once you desire them, then all of the ugly things start coming mm-hmm. out. But like sometimes love bombing as well. <laughs> sometimes it sometimes or it is that not love bombing? Then, I don't that- I don't think it's love bombing. I think sometimes you can end up having a healthy relationship that starts quickly. I don't I mean me and Ruby, we Basically, like, we're friends that hung out platonically for a month straight, made music, and then we ended up fucking one night, and then she, like, moved in a month later. We, like, U-hauled. Okay. Um, And— Very lesbian-y. Very. And, like, back then, we were, like, a hetero couple. It was, like, before her transition. Um, And, like, you know, I feel like we have had a really rich, fulfilling— Incredible relationship. Well, you said you were together for like years and like that's yeah, yeah. A, long, a long time, married for a long time. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I mean, sometimes you fall madly in love with someone, and yeah. if it's reciprocal, and if it doesn't, if it's not actually about like ego and like wanting to capture someone or something like a yeah. fucking Pokemon, like it, it can be beautiful. I guess like how can you know the difference when you're in it? Time will tell. Time will tell. Like, is time the only test? Yeah. that's pretty risky. You have to just listen to your, like, if something's making you feel uncomfortable at a certain point, if someone is crossing your boundaries, that's what I've learned. Like, in, you know, whatever, my maturing has been, like, I know when something is not feeling right, and then I'll kind of— I need space— I'm like, I'm like, that's not cool. I don't like that. Listen, I need space. And then if a person is like 
you know what? It's over. You mm. need space. I'm like, okay, you won't give me space. Bye. Yeah. Like yeah, then yeah, I yeah. guess I didn't, all of that was all just like sex, love, hormone shit. Like it's a good test. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, just listen to your intuition. Yeah. And try to, uh, try to figure out what, what makes you feel good and what doesn't. If something doesn't make you feel good, definitely don't keep uh, jumping in that pool. Yeah. It's, that's, yeah, it's easier said than done yeah, for some people, I think. For sure. <laughs> we all just want to be loved. <laughs> we all just want to be loved. Yeah, you know, that's all That's all we want. Yeah. Um, Are you, like, the kind of person that has a vision for, like, where you're going to be in, like, 5, 10, 15 years? Or are you, like, a more, like, day-by-day, day, just live in the moment kind of? I kind of have... I don't have like a concrete vision. I know that I want to be, I'd love to direct. Yeah. And I'd love to, you know, I've been writing a lot. So I'd love to like publish something I've written, um, release music with Satine, more music, go on tour, um, and then like release some solo stuff as well. So I have like a lot of like creative goals um, that I would like to do and like I'm currently kind of chipping away at getting there. Yeah. Um, but I don't have like a a five-year plan or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I like to have like my foot in both kind of camps like where I like to be present and I like to enjoy life but I also really care about being creative, you know, achieving my goals and stuff. So I, I I'm trying to chug along with all that and still – enjoy life and not be all work. Yeah, of course. What? How often do you shoot? Like, do you put a cap on, like, how much you shoot per month or? Currently, I'm shooting as much as I get I guess, yeah. Like, actually, yeah. What am I saying? In those first few years, you kind of, like, just want to get. everything. Yeah. Even if it comes in the morning of. Yeah. Or the day before. Yeah, yeah, I say yes to everything. Every opportunity is, like, it's important. Yeah. Yeah. So I say yes to everything. Um. And so at the moment I'm shooting, I don't know, sometimes it comes in big spurts. Like yeah. it'll be a super busy week and then you'll have a week off. Oh my God. I can't even tell you how many times throughout being in porn I've thought like, maybe I should get like a regular job. And then mm. the next month I'm like so busy that I'm crying. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it's it always comes in big, in big spurts it seems like. Um, so I'm just trying to take those, those like – weeks or week off to like work on my creative endeavors. And you're bi-coastal, so I'm sure that that is like, it kind of builds in like a safe way, like a way that you can actually go through with that. Because when you live in LA full time, it's kind of like, before you know it, it's been three years. And then <laughs> yeah, I've kind of, I want to be more bi-coastal than I've been. I've yeah. been coming back for like kind of four day trips. Yeah. Um, it's funny because I, I feel like I just saw you here, which is why I guess I assume that you're that like was a fun here night. all the time. That was a fun night for Salem the Salem party. show. So, okay. So was that like your, that was your first quote unquote, like gig or whatever as Pornhub yeah. brand ambassador, right? No, they hadn't. I, I had no idea. They just kind of. Oh, you guys weren't already in the talks? No, then? we weren't. I think it was my little tryout. Um, okay. I, so basically Andrew. Uh, like, was like, are you going to be in town for this? Like, you should, you should come. Like, 
And I was for like, anyone that doesn't know what we're talking about because we haven't <laughs> said anything, is it was the Salem uh, show. reunion mm-hmm. show that Pornhub produced at um, at the bumper cars in Coney, Coney Island. Island, and obviously like all the brand ambassadors go. So it was like me, Kira Noir, Aria wasn't there actually, but Natasha was there, and then Connie. and and Connie was there, and you were there. Is Connie an ambassador? Connie's not, but like she. Like she basically, is. they they uh, yeah, like they use her for a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, she's like based in New York, and I feel like Pornhub does a lot of stuff in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and you were there, and yes. then, like I would say, that was like what a month ago. Yeah, it was like almost exactly a month ago. Yeah. Okay. So basically, I heard about the thing, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to be in New York then. And you know Jack, right, from Salem. No. Oh, okay. I thought you did. Okay. Anyway. No, I just act like I know everyone. It's just my personality. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I met him that night. Um, but yeah, and then basically Spiegler called me like two days before the event and was like, Hey, Queenie, <laughs> uh, Porno wants you to do this thing. It's in New York. Okay. I was like, okay, cool. I'm down. So I was just like, okay, I'm going to go host this thing. I had really no no idea what to expect. Spiegler told me that we were going to be on stage. We were really just like kind of pole dancing in bumper cars like, yeah. and enjoying the show. Th- that's the cool thing about Pornhub is like so often like I'm like, okay, well, what do you like want from us? And they're like, just have a good time. Yeah. I mean, it was awesome. And and I don't know if you guys paid attention to what that thing was on social media, but it was definitely the place to be in New York that night. Like yeah. literally when I tell you, I was like, I was overwhelmed because I was seeing people from, like, my club days. Like, yeah. from people that I've known for, like, years and years. Just, like, everyone kind of all at once. It was super cute and and nice and really good crowd. Yeah, And a yeah, really yeah. fun event. Yeah, it was really, really You guys really all fun. left and I stayed. <laughs> I was like, you were like, we're done working. We can, we can all we can go, go now. And I was like... No, I'm gonna stay. <laughs> and I stayed and just like I had so many friends there. I was just like, I I need to stay and yeah, yeah, see, yeah. see people. Yeah, and I think you said you hadn't been in New York in a long time, actually. It had been a couple months. Yeah. And yeah, the last time I came was just like to shoot like a magazine thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like every time I come here, it's like for a work thing or like a brief little moment. So whenever I can see people I haven't seen in a while, I'm just like, ah, yeah, I wanna be around people. Do you, um, so like you're the gig with Pornhub, like as the brand ambassador, like what, I'm always so curious to know because like, I know that we all have like different, like there's no like one brand ambassador gig at Pornhub. I feel like we all like have kind of like different jobs. Like what, what are you going to be doing? Or is it not even like that? Is it like, is it outlined specifically what you're doing or? Yeah, there's a few things. It's a lot of like social media stuff. And being there at the parties and the events. Yeah. And just, like, being part of the scene. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm super excited because, like, and honored because there's so few of us. (laughs) Yeah. It feels like like a crown jewel and a really iconic, (laughs) like, little fucking tiara. (laughs) You know? like It's cool. Like, and they're honestly, like, you know, obviously, like, I work— for them as do you like so it's hey, you've you know been with it them sounds for a while, like huh? yeah i've been with them for a really long time i've been with them i think i'm in like my sixth or seventh year wow 
Um, but like, they're such a great company and like, it's, I think, you know, I've done contracts before while I've been in the business and all of them have been great, but like Pornhub is like one company that is like, actually, I think they're, they're very like conscious of how like we're feeling at all times. And like anytime, you know, like someone is feeling like, I don't know, just like not comfortable with someone, they're really, really quick to fix things and just. I don't know. Like it's, it's a company that like really wants to make porn a better place for like the I, sex workers and like, you know, is like proud of us and not like, you know, trying to hide the fact that we're like porn stars or whatever. It's so. pretty awesome. That's the vibe that I'm getting. And it seems like the whole team is just like kind of like a big family. It's yeah. like everyone wears a bunch of different hats and everyone just like is really cool. Yeah. I mean, just the fact that they did that Salem thing mm-hmm. is just like it. A small example of like they're about the culture, mm-hmm. and like I think it's really cool to just be a part of that because like culture is what I care about. I'm totally. a I'm a whore for culture. Yeah. So like to be a part of this team now that's like about the culture, about advocating for sex workers, giving them a platform and a voice. I think is it's such an honor and super cool. This is my baby's first, <laughs> baby's first ambassadorship, and I and it couldn't be a cooler one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a really cool one, <laughs> and it's also like the biggest brand like our industry. For seen. real, like no big deal, no pressure, <laughs> <laughs> no fresh. Um, yeah, and and like speaking of which, actually, I wanted to ask you. I we can wrap on this, but like you're obviously like a huge gay advocate, queer advocate. Um, do you? Like, how do you feel about, like, the queer scene in porn? Like, when back when I was shooting, I would say, like, some things super progressive, a lot of things super not. Like, the way we even really, really separated, like, the gay side of the industry and the straight side of the industry, mm. which weirdly included lesbians. And, like, I, I don't know. Like, it's—I'm wondering, like, from someone who came into this a year ago, like, what does it look like to you? It's funny because there's so many like people I work with that seem like they're they're definitely from like the old camp of like there being a big like divide between like queer and straight. And then I've worked with some queer directors who it's fucking awesome to work with them. So it's like a big mix. It mm-hmm. still seems like still transitional, maybe. Yeah, it still seems like it's kind of in transition. It seems like especially I mean, my old agent didn't book me with trans performers at all. And I tried to tell him, like, I was married to a trans woman for, you know, a long time. Like, it doesn't make sense for me not to do this. Mm -hmm. Like, just with my own personal brand. Um, So, yeah, there's, like, it's, I feel glad that it seems to be catching up. Like, girl, girl, cis girl, trans girl, like, girl, girl porn is, like, becoming, like, a thing. Mm -hmm. And that makes me really happy because it's, like, I feel, like, in a little... In a little way, when me and Ruby, when Ruby first came out and uh, we were like that kind of role model couple for people, like a lot of people hadn't seen that kind of love. Sure, yeah. There was like no examples of it really in, in pop culture and culture. So like it's cool to see, I'm not saying my impact, but sure. I'm just saying like. Your part in it. Yeah. yeah. Like there, it's it's great to see that evolution and also to be part of it in this part of the industry um, is really amazing. Yeah. And I just, I hope to see more of that. And also I want to, I'd love to create more of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's important. Like, I, I think, 
You know, it's it's like a joke because like porn is porn, right? We're all like fucking for money or whatever. But like, I think there's a lot of really important aspects and like, you know, like you said, like culture, like porn does inform culture in a lot of ways. And it does show people like what love can look like or what casual sex can look mm. like or what sexuality can look like. Like it's, it is important in that sense. Like it's not, you know, it's not like saving the world maybe, but it's, it's important or maybe it is, you know, it, it's saving a lot of people. It could be. Yeah. You know? So it's, um, yeah. Like I think you're right to like feel good about that. And sex is one I'm of our fundamental can... needs, like yeah. food or water. And like porn is a huge part of sex and sexuality and people realizing things about their attraction and stuff. And whether it's something, you know, it's something that you want to put behind a curtain in a closet, uh, you know, and hide it under, you know, a rug or whatever. It's, it's still there. It's still yeah. just as important as music, fashion, film. Um, and it can incorporate all those things, which is yeah. like what I'm really inspired by in porn is how to bring other culture into porn and, mm -hmm. and make it really fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, thank you for being with us. <laughs> thank you for, for... I never know how to end an interview. I'm like, all right, thanks. <laughs> thanks, babe. This has been so much fun talking to you. This was really you. fun. And now we're friends. Now we're, we've, we're love-bombed into yep. friends. You, so. You've come to my home. <laughs> yeah. I've told you all about my weird brain. <laughs> yeah. I know about yours too. Exactly. And we're bonded forever. We're bonded forever now. All right. Bye. Toodaloo.